From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. And we're back. This is the first day of the presumption of the 2019 season. Now that the Super Bowl has been concluded, we're back. We're going to talk about this team, where it's going and what it needs to do first and foremost. Some priorities, but please check out everything that we're doing over at Chiefs Digest, at RGR Football, at The Athletic, where all of us uh, are putting, posting content for you to take in uh, on the web. But for here... Uh, Chris, how are you feeling about uh, what just went on? You know, honestly, I will sit here and say that I didn't like the Super Bowl. But the other thing I will say is I apologize I was not able to be on a Monday show. And I will say this. Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP is perfect for Kansas City. Uh, but the thing that stuck out to me, stuck out to me the most about him is how humble he was when he won it. Yeah, I mean he hit he hit all the right notes, right? Keeping and, it about the team, staying focused on the future. And I understand that you're coached to do that, but at the same time it just comes off as so genuine from him. And I will say this, our buddy Therese Paler had an amazing article about Patrick Mahomes and his inner circle that helps keep him grounded, and it sounds like he will be grounded for a very long time. Yeah, and that's going to come in handy because uh this is going to be a fight. We're talking about dynasties here right and how the Patriots have now gotten to six and they're pushing you know with the Steelers and whatnot and here's the thing in year one of being a starter he got within a hair's breadth of making that Super Bowl I can't see any reason that there isn't a possibility if you get this defense fixed and try to keep his star weapons healthy uh that there can't be a couple of Super Bowls in this quarterback well, and I don't even think that they need to get the defense fixed, fixed. I just think they need to have it be passable. Uh, you get to 20th in the NFL, I think it's passable enough to be good enough to make the Super Bowl next year and win the Super Bowl because it doesn't have to be great. And I know the Rams were all offense, and I was completely wrong on my prediction uh, on the Rams being able to run over the Patriots, and the Patriots were able to figure it out. But we do know one thing for certain. Bill Belichick couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes for an entire game. Right. And he that's hasn't been able to do it in two games. Yeah. That really stood out to me too. And you weren't the only one that was wrong. I called it to be a, a much higher scoring thing. And here's what I come back to. For me, I had a blast. It was one of my favorite Super Bowls in a while because the defense won the day. And yeah, you I know. Well, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was the thing is I didn't even expect either of these defenses to be able to put out like they did. Uh, because that was certainly the tail of the tape. That's what it all came down to. And that's. Even more reason to feel like because Belichick didn't have an answer, couldn't slow down Mahomes permanently. Yeah, he threw him off in two first halves, but there was no like shutting him down for an entire game. That's got to make you feel like if they can just get, like you said, get get the, their defense on par to stop, get a couple of stops a game, that this team, this offense is going to be in a position where it can continue to push it and dominate teams going forward and come up in big games against teams like the Patriots that are that much tougher. Absolutely. And honestly, I think Kansas City had already, they were, they're already projecting as of Monday that Kansas City is, I think, odds on favorite to make the Super Bowl next year or win the Super Bowl next year. Um, and I know that's awfully high praise. And, you know, I will say this is something I said last night, or maybe it wasn't last night. It was the, a couple of nights ago on Twitter. I honestly do believe when Tony Romo said, you will never see another quarterback like Tom Brady. I'm not so sure I believe that. 
because after watching Patrick Mahomes this year, you can't tell me that they're not going to have a chance to be in six Super Bowls in his career. I agree. And I'll tell you this. Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback that makes plays. I don't know that you can say that about Tom Brady anymore. Maybe he did a few times, especially with Moss, when he had that that deeper target that he could go to. But this is about extreme execution to me. That's what Tom Brady's legacy is to me. I don't think that you can look at him and, and call him an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre or a Patrick Mahomes because he doesn't have that kind of game-changing throw-making ability. No, and he's not. A, he is a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. Uh, and what I mean by that is he doesn't have the arm that uh, will allow him to make the throws that, you know, most QBs can't make. And you can, you can take that as a knock on him and I, and say what you want about that. That's fine. Yeah. He has six Super Bowl rings, but Tom Brady is all about the team. And if you're looking at quarterback versus quarterback and ability, Patrick Mahomes has him beat in ability. And I, it's not even close in my opinion, because you look at the way Brady throws the ball and the arc that he has to put on it to make some of his deeper throws that does limit him at times. And that does allow things to be taken away that Patrick Mahomes would be able to hit. Now I am not trying to say Patrick Mahomes is going to be the next goat and win six Super Bowls, but I do think that he is capable of making it to six Super Bowls with the talent that he has. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I am really surprised at just how close, just considering what the Kansas City offense was able to do against both of the Super Bowl contenders or, or participants uh, when they played them head-to-head in terms of, of output. Uh, I am surprised that the Patriots were limit, able to limit the Rams to that few points. But uh, again, by comparison, the Chiefs just look like they're so close that if they can just get a couple of stops a game, they can literally, they could have won this game. Yeah. All they needed was one stop. And it would have completely changed the game. But they couldn't get it. And, you know, that's in the past. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, said it best. He's moved on. It's been very hard. But he's moved on. And you hear, you heard his MVP speech. And he came out and said that it is going to fuel his fire for next season. and. If you take a look at what he was able to do this year and you think he needs to add more fuel to the fire, uh, I I think he's going to be playing at a very, very high level again next year. Yeah, I have a tendency to agree with you. Uh, Good words to hear from him. And I think, folks, we'll take our first break. We'll come back and we'll start talking about what that has to look like. What has to happen tomorrow for this team to start moving forward? Well, guys, it's almost Valentine's season, and how about giving your wife or girlfriend something totally different, something romantic that celebrates the unique connection that you have between just you and her? I'm talking about a luxury gift service called Enclosed that delivers designer lingerie to your lady month after month. Enclosed is like a flower of the month or a beer in the month. That That's what she could give me anyway. Uh, but instead of flowers, she gets surprised with ultra high-end lingerie, and this is seriously high-end stuff, the kind of quality that, that really impresses her. Enclosed is designed specifically to help guys find gifts for their wives, girlfriends, etc. Enclosed is all about helping you make her happy. And Enclosed is effortless for you and me. Every month, Enclosed sends your wife or girlfriend a custom-curated lingerie gift selected just for her. 
and they get back the gift up to 100% size guarantee. So you never have to worry about it fitting. You can join more than 20,000 couples that have grown to love enclosed. And I'll give you a sweet gift. Right now, you can get 35 bucks off of your enclosed gift. Just go to enclosedlingerie.com. It'll be in the show notes too. Enter the code Chiefs at checkout. You get $35 off of a $100 uh, enclosed gift purchase. Why not give your wife something that really reflects and deepens the connections between the two of you? That's enclosedlingerie.com and the code Chiefs for 35 bucks off of the best gift ever. So we talked about having to upgrade the defense. We talked about a, a couple of other things. Clearly, there was there were some coaching issues along the way as well. But if you're running that front office, whether you're Reed or Veach or whatever, it's it's about to be Tuesday, the 5th of February. What are you doing today to get better? Honestly, it's a deep dive into the roster and to figure out who fits and who doesn't. Uh, you know, I still think the D4 doesn't fit. Is he po- is it a possible that they can make him fit? Yes, it's possible they can make him fit. But I don't think he fits because he can't stop the run, in my opinion. Um whether or not they allow him to continue to be in Kansas City, we'll see in the coming weeks. Uh, does Justin Houston fit? If he does fit, where does he fit? Because I don't think he can play defensive end like uh, I expect Breland Speaks to be able to do. Um, you know, is Eric Berry still here? That's a big question mark. Uh, you know, is Tano Passanio here? That's not as big of a question mark, but considering how little he played this year, I have a feeling he's not going to be here. Is Daniel Sorensen here next year at his cap number? Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I don't know. There are so many questions that are going to be answered in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the offseason is going to be fascinating because I fully expect Brett Beach and Andy Reid. Andy Reid already said this to Spagnolo. He is Super Bowl or bust next year. And if that's truly the case, we saw what he did in Philadelphia when he went for an all-star team, and it didn't work out for him in Philadelphia. Well, guess what? He didn't have Patrick Mahomes in the QB like he has right now. And he's already got most of the pieces. He doesn't have to go out and sign a whole bunch of guys. He just has to sign a couple. And he has to figure out the pieces that fit on defense. And again, as long as you can turn this into a 20, around a 20-ish defense, you're going to be competing for a Super Bowl without injuries. That's true. Well... And I'll take it a step farther. I mean, let's, let's, let's pretend that you're Andy Reid and I'm Brett Feach. What do we need to do today? Because in my opinion, we have to get with the agents for Chris Jones and Tyreek Hill today. It's February 5th. We have a month till we have to put the tag on D Ford if we're going to keep him. We have a month to figure out those things that you just brought up about Barry, about Ford, about Justin Houston. And I agree with you. I don't think Justin Houston is a, is a three down defensive end. Uh, I think he can do it when they go to the nickel, but that's remains to see to be seen how much Spags calls the nickel. I'm sure it'll still be a lot, but I don't think it'll be what as much as Sutton did. So priorities for me right off the bat is take care of in house and go after getting those extensions done. Well, and I would also consider if you are going to move on from Houston and, and Barry and some other guys, consider signing Kyle Fuller, not Kyle Kendall Fuller to an extension right now. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. He's eligible. Uh, yeah, he is not just, he's not Chris Jones. Yeah, he's not Tyree Kill, but you want the least amount of people that you need to re-sign next offseason when you start to be able to re-sign Patrick Mahomes and figure out what that contract is going to look like. You don't want to have to pay Fuller next year. 
try to get some of it done this year, especially if you're going to have the extra cap room for moving on from guys. So to me, that is, you're correct. I go with, with Tyree Kill and Chris Jones. And I look at Tyree Kill and say, look, I understand you want a whole bunch of money. And we get that. And maybe you're worth the Odell money. But if we can get a deal, deal done at a little bit less than the Odell money, uh, you're really going to help yourself because you're going to be able to have a wide receiver on the other side of you that is going to help you get your yardage and help you get to a point where maybe you can be in Canton one day. And I know that sounds like high praise for Tyreek Hill, but if he puts these numbers up that he put up this season for another six years, Canton is not out of the question. Yeah, I mean, what would he come in at, 1350-ish yards this season? Yeah, and his deep threat numbers are ridiculous. And right. I'm not and trying I mean, to say ten plus think, touchdowns, right? And I'm not trying to say he's a absolute Hall of Famer and you know a lock. I'm just saying you got to figure out what drives players. Granted, players want to get paid and they want money, but Tyree Kill should want to play with Patrick Mahomes. And I think a lot of players around this league want to play with Patrick Mahomes. Well, and I would think you're you're right on that. And I'm not saying you have to take a large home town discount to be able to do that, but knowing that you're going to be playing with Patrick Mahomes and the chemistry that you already have with him, you know, maybe you can get them to take a little bit of a, a hometown discount to stay here. Kansas City took a chance on him. And don't get me wrong, I get that he wants to go make money and he's going to get paid regardless. But <clears throat> if I'm Tyree Kill, I would look at the situation and say, look, you're right, you guys took a chance on me. I'll take a chance on you and I'll give you the ability to go and sign a guy. Because honestly, if you sign Hill to a contract like OBJ, Watkins is gone in 2020. You just can't carry that cap hit. But if yeah, you can keep, huge. but if you keep Watkins on this team in 2020, you get two fantastic years from this offense and you could be having two Super Bowl rings. And I don't think that's out of the question. And yes, well, and it, coming out right now, but that's okay. Where this team is, is at a precipice and they have to make decisions and they're going to have to get things done and I understand you're going to have to pay people a lot of money and I'm fine with that. Tyree Kill deserves to get paid a lot of money. But if he doesn't have to be OBJ and get that type of paycheck and he can accept a little less than OBJ, that will help the team and he will see the benefit from it down the road. And then that's fair. And I'll tell you this, when I'm talking when I'm looking at their production, even if you I mean he is a weapon. He got double teamed a lot. So to have that 1300 plus yards, what was it? 11 touchdowns, I think receiving. Yeah. I'm not even going to count his rushing ones. That's fine. But you know, just as, as a wide receiver, you, he's already getting double teamed. Can they triple team him? Sure. They could. I mean, it's going to destroy a, an opponent's defense, but they could try to. But even if you have normal variation, you're talking about an, a 20% swing off of that each way with the same quarterback, right? So maybe he only has eight or 900 yards and eight touchdowns in the season. You put that together for a career, and that's somebody that you can count on to be that weapon, to keep your passing game alive, no matter who you have to have as WR2. And I think that is worth making that investment in a guy who I feel like, in all of his comments to the to the press and the public at least, I do feel like he wants to be here, and I feel like he's motivated to do that. And I think at this point, even over Jones, he would be my first attempt to get an extension done in order to save the cap and structure for the future. Yep, I agree. And I love Chris Jones. Although, I, honestly, it's a very, 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 very close 1A, 1B with me. 
because Jones to me is, I know he's not Aaron Donald, but he is as close as you're going to get to an Aaron Donald type player outside of having Aaron Donald. So to me, that is worth a lot of money and that is worth a lot of value. And if you can disrupt a QB in the, in the middle of the pocket, it makes it so much easier for your defensive ends in a four three. So in any scheme, Jones is a weapon and he's going to get paid and he's going to get paid a lot of money. Uh, but I think, but you know, he came out and tweeted, I don't know if you saw this. He came out and tweeted that they're going to win it next year. And everybody laughed at him last year when he said that they would be in the AFC championship game that last this year. And guess what? They were dudes one for one so far. So why not trust him? Yep. (laughs) I did talk about that on yesterday's show. Okay. You know, and I agree with you. He would be my second, my second priority. Um, there are other guys that you can resign on this team. Uh, we're going to take our second break right here, folks. We'll come back. We're going to talk about maybe the guys who might not be coming back. We have a powerful new feed to tell you about. Check out Locked On NFL Net on Twitter. It is all the inside information from our hosts for all the Locked On shows for all of the NFL teams in one Twitter feed. That's LockedOnNFL.net on Twitter. Check that out today. So definitely, I would go for Jones second. Honestly, I'd want to stagger the contracts for him and Hill a little bit because eventually they will be the highest paid players on either side of the ball, at least while Mahomes is on the rookie contract. Uh, so I would like to get a little bit of a year offset there so you're not hitting the ends of their second contracts at the same time. Yep. So that said, there are a couple of guys here that we have to talk about in terms of who won't be coming back. Guys that either didn't perform enough to earn that second contract where they're at or uh, there are some extenuating circumstances. And uh, I know I, we want to talk about this, this with Seth for tomorrow, but what's your take on Mitch Morse? Gone. I, no, no, no equivocations there. No, I do have equivocations. I think he could be a valuable part of this roster, but I don't think you can pay him the money that he's going to be seeking. And you can't go pay him Rodney Hudson type money. And you already put money into Austin Reader. I think Austin Reader's their center for the next couple of years. Yeah. And they may draft somebody. Uh, and I'll just run down the list real quick since I've got the pending free agents up. Um, Alan Bailey gone. I can't see that they can really want to bring him back at the cost of what he's going to want unless he wants to take a hometown discount to stay. Well, and honestly, he's out of place in the fourth round. <sighs> That's true. D Ford, we've already talked about. Anthony Sherman could be back, although they did sign, uh, Ripkowski to a futures contract. That's interesting. That doesn't mean he's a starter, folks. Sherman will be back. Yeah, we'll see. Demetrius Harris, uh, I would not be surprised if they bring him back, although I don't agree with it. Bye bye. Yeah. Well, no, and that's what I would prefer, but they seem to love Harris, so I don't know. Uh, Orlando Skandrick, no way. Uh, Spencer Ware, it depends on what he wants as a contract. If he's willing to go for another million for another year, maybe. Uh, already talked about Mitch Morse, Ron Parker is already gone, Frank Zombo. I can't see Zombo back just because I think they're trying to get younger. DeAnthony Thomas, um, I think he could have been back before the pot thing, uh, but I think it's a little less likely now. Uh, we'll see. Jordan Devy, they do seem to like him, and he played very well, I thought. Um, so we'll see on that one. Kelvin Benjamin is an interesting one, and I say that because not because of how well he played for Kansas City because he didn't, but because he has height, weight, 
and not necessarily the speed that you necessarily want, but it's intriguing there. And it, he's not going to find a great offer this year, in my opinion. He's just not going to. So if he's willing to sign for what he basically signed for for the end of the season, maybe you bring him back and maybe you make it incentive laden and you can cut him next year if he's not working out prior to training camp. Well, and I'll tell you this. I mean, you get him, you know, five cents worth of motivation, and I'm guessing he's going to be as good a blocker as Demetrius Harris is. So you can run him out of that position as far as I'm concerned. Maybe you run him out of the H as well. Well, and maybe over an offseason, he could become big enough to be your tight end too. Uh, not full time, but at least give you another pass catching weapon type. Uh, West, I can't see back, but I didn't expect him to be back at this point. Jeff Allen, give or take, I, I really don't know. I don't see him signing a, a long term deal. Maybe if they want to bring him back for camp next year. Chris Conley, I can't not, I cannot see back unless he's going to sign a minimum deal. Really team friendly. Yeah. Right. And I can't see that he would want to sign here. He just didn't play as well as I thought I expected he would have. Steven Nelson's gone. Jordan Lucas, I think they bring him back with the ex, um, exclusive franchise or ex, not franchise uh, exclusive. I think he's a, he's a free agent of some sort. What is he? He's a refri. He's a restricted free agent, so I think he's back on that. Uh, Terrence Smith, I expect to be gone because I don't think he fits the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Ellis, don't know. Justin Hamilton, I do think he's back, but on a cheap deal. And obviously, Butker's back. And Kemp, I'm really up on the up in the air on. Uh, he's an an exclusive rights free agent, so I think he's back. But I don't know if he'll be on the team next year. I think he will. I think he's going to be a continue to be what he's been a core special teamer. They need him. Well, and I'm not uh, saying they don't, look- but I could see them wanting to try to develop somebody else in his place. Possibly. I think they still keep six and uh, they need a new number three. And I think Dieter slides into the number four. Quite possible. I'm not sure about Robinson overall to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's one that we really don't know about. He just, he hasn't impressed me at all this year. He's had all the chances in the world and, and has, made drop key drops at different times yeah well i think for today that's a good spot we're gonna be back tomorrow seth's gonna join us we're gonna talk defense how to get going how to get this thing uh steered in the right direction folks thank you for all of your time listening let us know what you think what's your priority for the off season and we will talk to you soon Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube. Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com. And all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.